Hey, what's up, everybody? It's TJ, and I got some good news. Guess what? I finally got a name for the segment. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You will see it in the descriptions um, because, once again, this is still the IBTW Network, all right? Now, on this episode, I was able to chop it up with a new friend of mine, Haywood. We discussed conformity, what's missing in the black community, family, HBCUs, etc., etc. So I'm really interested to see what you guys say on the feedback about this episode. Uh, like I said, that info will be in the description. And uh, one more thing, one more thing before we jump into the show. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash IBTW podcast. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I downloaded something myself. It's called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F- Yeah, I don't know if I can say the F word, but anyway, it's by Roger Wayne. I heard him on somebody else's podcast, and it was real cool to see that Audible had it. So again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash IBTW podcast. Now, let's get to the show. what's up everybody welcome back to the podcast yes 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 we kicking it we chilling you know what i'm saying and i got i got uh i got a guest in here with me today i got my boy haywood a new friend of mine say what's up to my people man how you doing everybody all right and um my man haywood kind of got some interesting views on what we should do as a culture how we can move forward how we can progress so first off we're gonna go ahead and jump into who is haywood Hey, Will, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself, man, and where you from. Well, yeah, no, I'm here with Kennedy. Um, I was originally I'm born. I was born in New York, and um, my mom, my mother thought it wasn't a good idea to raise me out in the Bronx, so she moved me down here to Atlanta. And, um, I've been going back and forth between Atlanta and Cincinnati my whole life, really. And, um, actually, right now I go to um, Morehouse College out in, in downtown Atlanta, and um, yeah, I'm pretty liking it so far. Pretty much liking it so far. Yeah. Yeah. Man, hold on, bro. You from New York, bro? Oh, man, I got a thing about New York cats, man. <laughs> hello, hello. How, how 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 long did you stay in New York? Well, um, I was born there and I was lived until I was six, and then um, between about six and twelve, I went back and forth between New York and um, Cincinnati here and there. Oh, okay. New York cats don't like me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We don't vibe with the New York women are beautiful. They love me, you know what I'm saying? And we get along well. But New York guys don't like me, you know? It sounds too nah, good, though. Got that. We got that meme mug, you know, the natural meme mug. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my best. So, what college you say you at? Morehouse College in Atlanta. Hey, that's HBCU, yes. right? Yes, sir. Already, how you liking it? Um, So far, it's really good. Um, they really just promote me to be a, they work on, they promote me to be a better me, you know, and I feel like I can't get that at any other school, especially being a black male. And, um, I just like the, you know, the rigorous academics and then aside from the academics, the campus life is just great, you know, beautiful women and all that. <laughs> did, did you like consider an HBCU the whole time or were you thinking about going to, uh, was it well, PWI, they, what they say? Yeah, initially um, I was gonna go to Georgia State, but um, my mom thought it'd be a better idea for me to come around my people, you know, and um, 
basically understand where I come from. And, um, it's not like HBCU, you know, being around your people. Um, it's going to help you become a better you, especially. You know, and I'm all, all about, you know what I'm saying, becoming a better me. Let's go ahead and jump into it. We're just going to um, give the people like a uh, a brief synopsis of what we're going to be discussing here today, man. And my man, you got a big problem with conformity, ain't that right? Yes, sir. What is it, man? Go ahead and give us like an outline of what you're talking about here. Well, for those who don't know conformity, conformity is the behavior in accordance to the socially accepted conventions or standards. And um, that, in my opinion, well, are you familiar with Cornell West? Yes, well, he, yeah, he's a social activist and, um, for our community, and he just really expresses his discomfort for conformity. And um, we had an assignment in class, English class, and we had to write a paper on Cornell West's speech. And um, I chose that actual um, quote from him. It says, conformity, um, conformity, oh, my bad, give me one second. Conformity, we must shatter the bonds of conformity. Um, conformity is what's eating us alive as a, as a whole, as a whole community, because, um, as as a black community, we have we got used to being inferior inferior to the white race and other races around us. Because if you look, you know, um, Asians are thriving in, in their communities. Um, of course, white people. This is um, white America and um, Arabics. You know, mid Midwestern people. Everybody is thriving in this in this environment in America. Besides us, we don't have any only black spaces. You know, if you go downtown, you know, Chinatown in New York have. Um, you know, all these different areas that are destined to them, but as a black hole in the black community, we don't have those spaces that they do. And um, conformity is because of that. We, we've, um, we got into, we got comfortable with following people who, who have an appetite for our actual downfall as a society, as a whole race. Hmm. Why, why, why do you believe it's like that? Why do you believe that we adapt to conformity and not the other races? Because if you, you know, if you look at everyday, you know, media and just everyday life, um, let's, let's, let's take the news, for example. The news only puts in negative things in regards to black people. You know, you see it always, oh, this black man murdered this black man, or this black man assaulted this black man, or this this black woman, or this white woman. And um, even, even the genre of music, and if you see how... The ropes are intertwined between music and jail. You know, it's everything is designed for us to fail, and it's a system that they've been doing for 400 plus years. You know, so it's just like we, we move forward when you know we had these big um, iconic figures like MLK and um, Malcolm X, but we've kind of went back into oh, we're gonna conform to these white standards. We're gonna conform to what these white people believe we should be doing. You know. It, do you believe it's one of those things where you're um, like we're 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 outnumbered, you know, and, you know, they say when when in Rome, you do what the Romans do. Do you think that that has to be part of it? What, what you think? Um, That is very true. But I still believe one man can change the world, you know, and that's something we need to all stick by. And a problem that we do have is we don't stick together and we are outnumbered. Yes, but. I still believe, you know, small numbers could do big damage, you know, and if we did stick together and we did work together, we could overcome, you know, our social problem and our racial problems, but it's just the fact that, yeah, we are, you know, it's only about 13% of us in America, but, you know, I still do think small groups could do big damage, you know. Why do you think it was us, though? 
as, as black people, why do you think, like, I have my ideas on why it's us. Why do you believe it was us and not necessarily the Asian community, the Hispanic community? Why us that tends to not have our own community within the nation? Because this is what they've been, they've been trying to separate us for, you know, before we even got here, you know, they brought us here on ships, you know, and we've, we've had over 400 years of belittlement, um, taking advantage of these, these things that they just, and I'm not sure what it is, you know, because if you, in the business world, people are more inclined to do business with every other race besides black people, you know? Mm. And, you know, and that's just business because if you walk across the street, you feel me, and you're black and a white woman's walking across the street, you know, I've encountered me personally, she will cross the street because she's seen me coming, you know? And I feel like uh, they just perfected this, oh, stereotypical, these black people, all black people are the same. Um, we don't like black people and that all that, you know, negativity has eaten us alive and I feel like other races they've come together and they've actually you know perfected that oh we are a community we are one you know and nobody can destroy that we have a whole lot of um disconjointment you know it's not a lot of unity mm -hmm. so and in the midst of all of that you're, you're seeing that we conform to the standards of what they create you know yeah they they make the rules and we just follow them. I mean, we were not making our own rules in any kind of aspect. Is what you believe, or do you believe that that's changing by now? Or what? That's that's what it is, and that's in the overall scheme of things. Because there are. Hold on, it, it was my back. Can you repeat the question, please. Yeah. So so um, basically, that that paradigm is shifting right now. We see a we see a paradigm shift right now. We do see people saying, you know what, Black Lives do matter. So do you feel like that's changing a bit or, or what? Okay, let me say this. I do feel like we have made progress. So that's, that's you know, give recognition to people who have helped us make those, that progress. But I feel like that progress has slowed down due to the fact that we don't have somebody leading us. And yet we have the whole Black Lives Matter movement. But if you could see white people turn into, oh, don't everybody's lives matter? You know, they make it seem like we're just isolating the problem and making everything about us but that's not the case you know everybody's lives do matter but right now black lives matter because that's what's going on right now you know what I'm saying black lives are in danger right now we're the ones black, like you. you know what I'm saying that's what we're struggling with right now we're not struggling with you know the um, Latin American community the white community the Middle Eastern community we're struggling with our community right now okay and so in the in the midst of all of that that struggle that we're dealing with right now um, the reason we're not moving ahead is because of conformity okay so so what are some examples of of the conformity that you see us uh producing um me i'm big on music and i mm. do the music music um introduces i say us you know as black people to um the early things in life you know we music is everywhere on the radio on the tv everything you know and um rappers Rappers are role models, literally, you know, and you could either be, my mom always told me, you could either be a good, a positive role model or a negative one, you, and you will always be a role model, but you could be, you know, choose to be either positive or negative, wow. our rappers are, what's really, you know, changing the dynamic of what it means to be black, you know, people believe, oh, black people just wear Jordans, 
oh, black people have all this jewelry, you know? And it's just like, they create that. They don't create the stereotype because, you know, that's what white people do, but they do promote the stereotype that we live by, you know? And um, that music is, that's something, you know, killing. And it's just, everything is just so violent. Everything is just so negative that we listen to it every day. So we start to feed into it and we become that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're right. You're absolutely right, man. I mean, they do create the 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 vision of what, how we see the world, how we see each other. Even, you know, I, I get pretty upset when I hear people of my own melanin, you know, what I'm saying, say, "Oh, I can't be around a bunch of black people." You from Atlanta? I talk to people all the time from from Atlanta, and they say, "Oh, I would never move to Atlanta because there's too many black people." But I so disagree with that, man. I so disagree with that. And even if you think about like Africa. Like the, the the vision that America has created for Africa is this it's uh desolate, it's ugly over there, they starving, they dying, and everybody got AIDS. But if you talk to somebody from Africa, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what they, they want us to they they try to instill that oh self hatred, that oh where you come from is horrible, where you come from is dirty, um, you're not nothing, you will never be nothing. They try to they try to feed us all this negative energy and at the end of the day, we start to believe that, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like something we have to build our own self-love and our self-awareness and all these things. We have to get to know, that's what I'm saying. We have to get to know yourself in order to conquer everything out there because the world is evil, you know, and we, as I said, we live in an environment that these these people feed off of our downfall, you know what I'm saying? They have the appetite. They're hungry to see us fail, you know what I'm saying? They don't want us to take over their space, but that's the thing. Little do we know we're so powerful. That's why they're trying to hold us down, you know what I'm saying? So, so one of the examples that you gave us um, was uh, music, um, and how we just really just conform to uh, that expression. You know, oh, you got any other examples outside of that? Yeah, um, social media. If you want to go into Instagram aspect, where um, guns. Everybody want to post guns. Everybody want to post money up to their ear. Um, if you want to move into the movie aspect, everybody says, "Oh, you see that black movie." And all black movies, you see drugs, violence, and sex, you know, and it's just like that. We, as a culture, we're way deeper than that, and we we have we have movies that aren't society promotes sex, drugs, and violence. So we feel the need. The only way to get out of the environment we're in is to 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 promote the things that to promote the negative things that they they promote as well. So, oh, we're going when we rap, we're gonna talk about sex. In our movies, there's a whole lot of violence and drugs and killing, you know, and, and we call those black movies. And mm. these movies are produced by black producers. They're produced by white men. You feel me? They're just black actors. Even BT is produced by white people. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that's they 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 just always try to sow this negative connotation when they when they talk about black people. And that's just what I don't like. And the social media that we live, the social media era that we live in, this um this this era of inconfidence and no self assurance is just it's killing us. It it's tough because I know we we can escape it. And truth be told, I don't think a lot of us even live the lifestyle that we hear on the music in the music or the lifestyle right. that we see on the movies. How many killers do you know? How many murderers and gangbangers do you know? I mean oh put like this, you may know them, but you don't associate your daily life with these people. Right. Those people but, are actually the remnant of us, but yet we get this negative portrayal. Um, that's the thing. We, even in the areas 
that you were to find those, you know, those killers and everything, gang bears, whatever you want to say, um, that I've lived in the hood and I've lived outside of the hood. So I know how to live in that suburban area versus that urban area. And people are trying to emulate things that they're not, and that's spewing into the suburban area. So little do people know, it's because you're not a killer. Don't mean you, people not out there carrying guns. You feel me? Because I went to a, a great high school, but there were still gangbangers in my high school. There were still, you know what I'm saying, people who, who got killed in high school. And I went to a five-star high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, they already conquered and belittled the, our urban population so much that it's spewing into the suburban areas. They're getting the, the good, they're turning the good kids bad at this point, you know, and everybody feel like they have to be something they're not. That's what's really, that's what's, that's the problem. What's the solution? That I have not thought about. If, if I had to say there was a solution, it would be having black-only spaces right now because going to HBCU has opened my eyes in the aspect of, because I used to be one of those people, like, I ain't trying to be around black people all the time because that's problems, you feel me? But you have to realize that all black people aren't like that and don't train your mind to be arrogant and you haven't even been exposed to that environment yet because um, the reason I, I came to HBCU, like I said, is so I can better know myself. But when I came here, I've seen all the history that has been put into the school and the significance of the... Um, the matriculation here, you know, and they do promote you to love yourself, love black women, mm. be proud to be black, accept being black, you know what I'm saying? And being black is beautiful, being black is great. So the solution was, yes, yeah, to have these black-only spaces where you can learn to appreciate yourself first before you go out there and, and try to battle a world that's too big for you to fight by yourself, you know? Because I think the solution is family. I think, I think families run the world. Um, okay. A lot of people like to say, you know, government has to make the decisions. Uh, politicians make all of the business moves and everything like that. But what I truly believe, the nucleus of Earth is the family. You know what I'm saying? I, I if, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I have a daughter, if I lead my daughter correctly, she goes out here and she makes an impact based off of her mother and her dad in the, in the, in the household. You know what I'm saying? And then when she does that, it. It influences others, her friends, her peers, et cetera, et cetera. When she gets married, she influences right. them as well. And that just continues to go into the future. You know what I'm saying? And I really believe that that's how uh, th this world of ours would, would be finally I mean, affected. Yeah, TJ, you, you're right. I can't even, cause in my paper, I actually expressed, you know, that need for that, that family nourishment because mm. we do have these, and that's another thing, a lot, of, yes, you're right, in a household, you know, if, a lot of the the black people that don't see don't have that two parent household. It's really usually that, that mom or just that dad. And um, me and my dad just we didn't mend our relationship, but me and my dad after eighteen years just now established a relationship. So it's just like um, I didn't get those male um, teachings. I didn't get those. Oh, this is how you be a man. Learn how. I always learn everything from my mother. So it's just like I didn't matriculate properly or as fast you know say luckily i had a great mother to teach me these things and keep me in place and you know what i'm saying promote going to school and things like that mm. but yeah those houses where you don't have the the, the full family in the two-parent household it, it does play a, a role into our actual downfall my intuition is telling me there'll be better days yeah
My intuition is telling me there'll be better days I like this tone Yeah my intuition is telling me there'll be better days I sit in silence and find whenever I meditate My fears alleviate, my tears evaporate My faith don't deviate, ideas don't have a date But see I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath Bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step As we speak, I'm at peace, no longer scared to die Most niggas don't believe in God and so they terrified It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell Asking the Father for forgiveness got him overwhelmed as it be spiteful like them white folks that control the jail See I believe if God is really never judge a man Because he knows us all and therefore he would understand The ignorance to make a nigga take his brother life The bitterness and pain that got him beating on his wife like, I know you desperate for a change, let the pen glide But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside But the only real change come from inside Alright, welcome back, welcome back I still got my boy Haywood in here with me Yep, yep, and we just chilling, we just chilling, and we could go ahead and jump to, I don't know, man, uh, rapid fire, I should say. First one we got, bro. If you could teach any class on anything in the world, what would it be? Um, I would just have a general class on life, you know, because we have all these classes teach science, chemistry, uh, mathematics, and everything, but no, nothing is teaching us how to conquer life. Life is the biggest obstacle that we do face. Mm. What's the best advice you ever received, and who gave it to you? Mm. My mom. My mom said, only thing you need in life are these three things, these three tools, as far as you want them to go. And those are patience, persistence, and faith, and through those, you can conquer anything in the world. And um, you need patience for anything you do within life, because if you don't have patience, you don't have nothing. Persistence, as long as... Stay, stay going, steady, stay trying, not giving up. You will mm. succeed. And faith, all things through Christ. You know, awesome. you do anything. Awesome. What's your favorite song right now? Favorite song, favorite song. I actually have not been on my music because I have been studying. But if I could, single day mind by Migos. All right, man. What's the dumbest or the worst thing you ever spent your money on? Jordans. Okay, look, it's two sides. It's two sides to this, though, you know, because as long as you, Jordans are, Jordan make them for at least probably $5. Let's say, I don't even know the numbers. He make them $5. Sell them for more than quadruple the price, you know, and I always spend my money. Yeah, <laughs> need to look nice. Jordans, but when you come to college, you know, you don't see, there's no value in that stuff. You know, everybody, you learn how to be yourself, and you're not you about the way you dress you do by the things that you say the personality the person you actually are you know but yeah Jordan's that's it I'm next year I'm selling all my Jordan's you said you say, it sounds like you're saying it's an investment anyway it's an investment in the aspect of yes you can buy them and resell them because right. some shoes are worth more once you, you know saying after, after you buy from retail but overall in the overall biggest scheme of things is waste of money yeah alright last question before we get out of here man what song do you secretly enjoy? Like, if I called your boys and I told them, yo, man, Haywood loves this song, they're going to be shocked. Ooh. Um, that's a hard one, man. I told you I ain't music. <laughs> uh, hey, let me, let, me, let me get mine while you think of yours. Yeah, you ever heard song. Hannah Montana? Is it Hannah Montana? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Pa- party in the USA, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm I, hey, look, I'm I'm 31, big black dude, 6'2", 225 pounds. 
I should not be jamming Party in the USA by Molly Cyrus, but that song goes hard, man. Okay, well, well, all right, well, I'm going to throw this out there. So for my fifth grade graduation, we had to sing um, this Hannah Montana song. I think it was The Climb or something. Yeah, it was Hannah Montana. We had to sing it, bro. But it was, you know, that's another thing. Masculinity is a mother everything you feel mm. me. Yeah, it's, you know, once you get past the masculinity thing, it's, it's a lot of music out there that you can, it's, it's cool to be you and listen to, but, okay, Hannah Montana, she's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> All right, well, say, man, thanks again for joining us, man, and I really, really, really appreciate this, bro. This has been good. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this, man. So, appreciate uh, are you on any kind of social media platform? You want anybody to reach out to you? I'm actually, don't do social media right now. I do want to pick it back up, but I'm trying to stay focused. You're already on the right track, man. All right, man. So thanks again. Take care of yourself, brother. You too, TJ. Stay Salute. All right, man. All right. So there you have it. One more is in the books. And again, I want to say thanks to Haywood for joining me, vibing out with me. What did y'all think? I'm really, really, really interested to hear what you guys are going to say about this. And also, I have a few more of these lined up, just these little one-on-one conversations. I think it'll be real cool just to hear what other people have to say on their positions on the world, how they got to where they are, their success stories, their failed, uh, failure stories, or whatever the case may be. Um, if you ever want something to say, you have something to say, you want to put out there to the world, give me a call, shoot me a text, send me an email, contact me through Twitter, etc., etc. Um, I'm one of those guys that believe that you can change the world one conversation at a time. So, thanks again for listening and salute. salute, salute, salute.